conspiracies are unlocked. I always say, I always try to do it different ways. You're sounding so like, I don't know if it's because it's February and we're getting close to Valentine's Day, but you sound very like romantic. Oh, yeah. It's conspiracies unlocked. We have twinkles in our eyes. <laughs> love, love and matchmaking is had. Join uh, us. Love is blooming. Is it though? Not really. <laughs> no. Okay. Rain is coming. <laughs> Rain has already been, and now it's leaving. Well, no, I guess you could say love is blooming because it's been raining, and now the flowers are blooming. Or at least in my house, all the weed flowers are blooming. <laughs> I was, um, I was, we have a big hill behind our house. It's like the neighbor's house. Um, it's their field. But I was looking at it, and they had all the pink weeds on it, like, a few years ago. And I told my mother-in-law, I was like, look how pretty the field is. And she's like, yeah, they're weeds. we got to kill them all. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so much for that beauty thing. Our house gets a lot of the um, the little yellow flowers. Yeah, the little dandelions. Dandelions. And then also, what did my daughter call them today? She said the name of them. I totally forgot. Um milkweed or something or lemongrass i don't know some other flower okay i don't remember some sort of weed it's a weed yeah that would give my mother like twitches in her eyes <laughs> but they're yellow they're really vibrant and they're starting <coughs> to bloom already right now hmm. and my succulents are blooming too they have little white flowers on them the desert is not desert it's green oh did you hear saudi arabia is green yeah so the desert isn't green like that. There's still dirt everywhere, but yeah. our desert is now. The cactuses are green. Where there are trees or where there is, like, bushes or anything that's usually, like, brown, dried up, like, really brittle, it's, like, green and lush. And yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's different colors. Instead of just being brown and dark brown and maybe, like, a little light green here and there, yeah. it's, like, different colors of green. We have different, like, shades, different of, shades green of green now with, with different shades of brown. So it's really pretty right now to look at, especially in the parts of the field of the um, desert that are, like, inha inhabited. Inhabited? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, inhabited, like, non-habit. 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 <laughs> without <laughs> living without, creatures. Well, without human living creatures because humans destroy everything. So without the humans in it, that's really, like, very pretty. But anyways, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I have it titled as a Devil's Cave because we are going to talk about the Devil's Cave in great detail. But before we get to Devil's Cave, um, I want to talk about some experiences that people have been telling me about recently. Okay randomly I don't know if it's because people that I know they know that we do this podcast so you know how people always come to yeah. us with different stories or encounters okay. or things that they conspiracies, conspiracies like we get calls all the time for that stuff yeah yeah and they're like oh you should do an episode on this or that so I had three I'm going to say two of the stories but three different people had came to me talking about their experiences uh, with trolls, spirits, and specifically in caves and cenotes. Really? What's cenotes? Cenote is a cave, basically. Oh, okay. So they call them in, like, Mexico and really? Central America. Really? And there was d three different people, like, just randomly? Yeah, so it was... That's um, so funny. A listener 
two listeners and then one is a neighbor. Oh, wow. So they and don't even know. Actually, two neighbors. So they don't even know. Well, the neighbors might know each other, but the listeners don't know each other. Like, So there's no connection. It's not like you were in a room no. with three people and they start to tell you and be like, oh, yeah, I had a troll experience. Oh, yeah, over here in this cave, over here. Yeah. No. That's so random. It I'm excited. Totally separate, isolated, and they approached me with the story. So it must be real. I, I don't know. I hope so because it's very interesting. So talking to many people about their experiences, I've been hearing so many stories, again, about troll spirits and caves specifically. Mm-hmm. I had obviously to do a story about the encounters because it was very interesting to me. We have not done a story on trolls or caves. Well, we did do the cave in um, the biggest cave with the two rainforests, but they didn't oh, have yeah. any trolls in it. No, there was nothing yeah. scary other than things without Just eyes. Like blind bats and stuff. Yeah. And then this is going to spread over many different countries. Okay. Okay. So let's start with the fo- folklore. Um, and then we'll get into like the personal encounters that they have told me. Okay, so trolls are mythical creatures that appear in folklore over uh, various different cultures, particularly in Scandinavia and Norris mytholo- mythology and storytelling traditions. These cre- creatures are often depict- depicted as large humanoid beings living in isolated areas like mountains, caves, dense forests, and even oceans. Really? Yeah. Did you what know they that they the can live in oceans? <laughs> what the... I know. I never knew this. Well, okay. they can live underneath um, the bridge. So that's water. But a yeah. whole ocean, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. So I, as so I researched... Water, water trolls. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But... So we'll get into it. So as I was researching it more, I found these different. Um, I never knew about the oceans, rivers. It's oceans, rivers, and lakes. Cool. Not just oceans. So let's talk about the characteristics of trolls. Obviously, they can vary across different traditions, but there's common traits that kind of link them all together. So the physical appearance of trolls. Trolls are typically portrayed as large, evil, and powerful beings. With some variations in appearance, they may have grotesque features, and they're depicted as being ugly. Um, They would have large noses, warts, long shaggy hair, and it's said that their eyes and their noses would be like the size of plates. Plates. Like a a plate you would eat on. Yeah. Like to... So you so you give you an idea of like how big the head would be. Wow. Like it would be like... I didn't picture them that big. That's really big. Really big, yeah. I thought they were cute little, like, no, I mean, not little like that, but. <laughs> like the ones from the 80s, the little trolls? Yeah, no, I was thinking of trolls like the movie trolls. Well, it's all different. Or not the movie trolls, I'm sorry, not that one. I was thinking of Frozen. Oh, were the they? The trolls, and they're, they're rocks, and they open up, and they're like trolls inside. Mm-hmm. Well, there are trolls that are depicted as being little and tiny also. Okay. But mostly in stories, the, and and this is going to like the, three the Billy Goats Gruff Norris who's, mythology. Who's that trip trapping over my bridge? Isn't that troll underneath that says that? Yeah, and he's big, isn't he? Yeah. It's not little. He's bigger than the goat. Yeah, it's pretty um, big. Okay. So um, they would have eyes and noses that would be the size of the plates, and they would often have more than one head, 
and that they would also have some of them would be a cyclops. Cyclops. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like it depends on where you are, yeah. and then some also would be really tiny, like you're talking about in in the movie Trolls you or in Frozen. I wonder if that's the Cyclops, the third eye thing, isn't even real. I wonder if they, like, di- like they're smart, so they, like, disguise themselves. And since you've never had... No, trolls never... are not depicted as smart. Oh, they're really? They're depicted as being really dumb. Oh, never mind them. And not intelligent. That's funny. And, like, in... And now, again, I'm first talking about Norris um, mythology and Scandinavian mythology. Yeah. So, like... In different cultures, they might be smart. Smarter or not, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, in Mexico, they are depicted as being more smart. Hmm. But we'll get to Mexico. Right now, we're just talking about Scandinavian and Norse mythology. So then, uh, they also have a sunlight aversion, so they do not like the sun. Really? Um, in many traditions, trolls are said to be adverse to sunlight. Exposure to sunlight is often believed to turn them into stone. Oh, so they avoid it because they don't be. They don't. They and where don't was the Scandinavian? Be, and where else? Nor- Norris. 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 Like Norse yeah, like is that Norway, Norwegian. Yeah, like a, in a Scandinavian and that, area. Isn't that where Frozen takes place? And there are rocks. Oh my gosh! Wait, I think it is. Yeah. Wait, we should look that up. There, see, you always have a, have Disney, a Disney connection, <laughs> and I didn't even think about Frozen. Uh, okay, let me see where Arendelle is because that's yeah. where they live. Did you know that? Yeah, and then it says also that as a result, trolls are nocturnal, or they like to live in dark places. Which Northern is, Norway is where Arendelle's supposed okay, to be. Okay, so that's why. That's why they're rocks. That's why they're rocks. Oh my gosh! If they go in the sun, they're gonna turn into rock. And do they come out at night in Frozen, right? Well, they come out they come out at all times, but they're always they're like in a tree thing. Except for in Frozen 2, they were out in the sun and they didn't turn into rocks. They came out from their rock formation at one point. They rolled and then they popped up at the end of Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. And it was sunshiny and happy. Oh, it was. Okay. Well, it is a Disney movie, so they can't make yeah. it all dark. But, um, yeah, so they live in dark places. So that's where... People say like, oh, caves and forests, yeah. like dense forests. Yeah, and stuff it's really because dense it's, where they live. In, and even the ocean so. gets very, very dark if you go deep down in the ocean. Yeah, you can't even see. Yeah, there's no. That's why the anglerfish is down there and stuff. I learned yeah. that from Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing off camera. I know, but it's because the microphone is right there, so I don't want to get it. So I don't want to be too loud for those that are listening on Spotify or through their car radio or their earbuds. We're always kind of loud, though, so. <sighs> yeah. Um, so then you did talk about bridges. They are guardian of bridges. Okay. They are the guardian. So one. Guarding that shit. Yeah. So one well-known aspect of troll mythology involves them being guardians of bridges they are said to demand tolls from those wishing to pass, and stories often involve clever individuals outsmarting the trolls to cross the bridge because the trolls are not very smart. Okay. They're big and they're like muscly and like scary, but like they're not very smart. Like you can get past them fairly easily. I'm trying to think what how, um, I'm trying to think what he wanted from the three Billy Goats Cross story. I don't remember that story. Like you I do, don't. No, I don't remember it. What? I know what you're I talking am about. So but. sad because Brad never listened to the fairy tale stories or doesn't remember them. 
And I remember all of them. And I just got the boys, the book, um, Fairly Stupid Fairy Tales. The Stinky, oh, it's the Stinky Cheese Man and Fairly Stupid Fairy Tales book that I had when I was younger. And the boys don't know the gingerbread man. They don't know any of the books or Red Riding Hood. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I don't know because I my parents didn't read it to me. I just know the stories and they're they're depicted in so many different ways. I mean, how can you watch Shrek even? Those are all based off of fairy tales. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, so when they're watching Shrek, they just they think don't those know. are made up. They don't yeah. understand where it comes from. Wow. Yeah, they need more uh, fairy tales in their life. Apparently, and I'm giving them the Stinky Cheese Man, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the Stinky Cheese Man is. Um, so, trolls, they are also um, forest dwellers. Mm-hmm. Trolls are sometimes associated with forests and wilderness, and they may be depicted as living in remote areas deep in the high woods or in the high mountains and also in caves. Um, here's one I didn't know about. Regeneration. Mm-hmm. Re- okay, so. So, some trolls attribute regener... Like procreation? Like, how do they have sex and have babies? No, 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 no. How do they regenerate? No, 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 no. They can, I'm saying, I can't pronounce the word well. Regenerative abilities to trolls. In certain stories, trolls can heal rapidly oh. from injuries Making them formidable opponents. Oh, so that's one reason. So they like cut off an arm and then they can grow another one. Yeah. Not to that extent, I'm sure, but. But I think that goes with part of, uh, I mean, this is like a general, but like I know in Mexico, specifically in, in El Salvador, they believe them to be more like demons and shapeshifters. Oh. And we'll get there. Oh. But I think that might have something to do with the ability to heal from the inner, um, injuries and to be able to, like, change. That would make sense. If they're shape-shifting. Yeah. You know, they Just want like Maui from Moana. This is a major Disney yeah. day for me. It is. Well, yeah, we haven't because even. Because it's like. It's, we, we're only on page two, okay? Wait till we. This is just, like, <sighs> the basic info. <laughs> this is a major Disney day. I'm really missing Disneyland. I, I almost drove there last week. I got uh, mad at Brad, and well, I was halfway there. Do you remember that last year we talked about going to Disney in January so we can do an episode, a Disney episode, and we were like, okay, we're going to go there, and we're going to go around, and we're going to film and get footage, and we'll make it a fun day but a work day. We were supposed to do that this past January. And we? We didn't and go. It's did. already February. They have tickets right now. I don't want to tell people because I don't want them to go. And but it's it a busier. leap year. But they have tickets right now for, um, oh, and I'll tell you about that too. They have tickets where if you buy one, you get the kid for 50 bucks. I can, and you can, I can look four small. Kids and I can look small. No, so we'll just take Cody or somebody with us. <laughs> Cody's great at Disneyland. But the um, other problem, the other thing, or not problem, but on the 29th, I don't know if they still do this, but pre-COVID, they would stay open from the 28th all the way through the 1st on leap years. Like, the 29th doesn't exist. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it is. That's why I was like, it's a leap year. hours that they're open, mm-hmm. or they'll reopen at, like, 2 in the morning and not close until, like, the night. Something. Something happens, but I don't know if they still do it. They used to do it pre-COVID. Well, um, and COVID, the COVID year might be the last year they did because they got shut down like two weeks after that. This so. is kind of sad news, and you might already know this, but... Um, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Why? You already know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? It's about Disneyland. I know. What? 
about the um which ride the um the th- oh my god what ride the roller coaster the Encarta coaster no which one also well I work with I work with two ladies that love Disney and they have the same love for Disney like you do and I keep saying I need to introduce you to Jenna because blah 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 blah, blah. they're always like Disney 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 right well, not yeah. always but one girl recently went and the haunted mansion is shut down for like a year. They're remodeling Re- it. Oh, they're doing it to Encarta Coaster too. Yeah. They're doing it to obviously Splash Mountain's turning into Tiana's Bayou adventure. Yeah. They I think there was talks about Thunder Mountain as well. Yeah. They are doing it all over the park and that maybe that's why it's so fucking cheap right now to go. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of the stuff is like shut down. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know, sad news, but Okay. Go on with your story. Okay. <laughs> so, um, it's important to note that specific characteristics and stories about trolls can vary widely depending on cultural context. While trolls are commonly associated with Scandinavian folklore, variations of these creatures can be found in mythology of other regions as well. Troll legends are extremely old and go back many years. Going back to 1844 with fairy tales and folklords in Asbornsen and Moe's Norwegian folktales where trolls were the main characters. Gods and humans were trolls' enemies and they were angered by the smell of Christian children's blood. Oh my gosh, because that's like a genetic trait is Christian children. (laughs) Yeah, specifically (laughs) Christian children's blood. Trolls mostly liked living in cold countries, uh-huh. but oceans and forests have also been in the legend of trolls. There is a trolls theme park that one could go and visit if really? you wanted to. It is located in Hunderfossen. Hunderfossen. Hunderfossen Family <laughs> Park. <laughs> it is an amusement park north of Lillehammer in the province of Oppland Op- Opland in Norway. So really quick, Heather had to... Um, I don't know how to say it. I'm Norwegian. And so I don't know right, how to talk this way. Right before we started to record, she's like, how do you pronounce these words? And so we were like making, like we were trying to figure out how to say them all. And so we kept being like, what was the one word? The, um, no, 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 the... Um, Oppland. Oh, oh. Underforsen. Hunderfossen. Yeah, I think we got that one really good. Hunderfossen Family Park. (laughs) Hunderfossen Family Park is the name of the amusement park. Yeah, the troll amusement park. This uh, amusement park is um, one of Norway's biggest tourist attraction. So if you ever go to Norway, you have to go to this troll amusement park. Hunderfossen Family Park. (laughs) With over 275,000 visitors each summer. How many? 275,000. Wow. That's pretty good. Not for, like Disney, but for, for, for random troll Norway. Norway. That's really cool. It also has a winter park, which opens from February to mid-March. So then that's probably more like, I don't know, I'm guessing you go ice skating. I don't know what they do. The park was founded in 1984 and is currently has more than 60 attractions. 
all all around trolls. All around trolls. That's awesome. We should yeah. go. We should Field totally trip. go. <laughs> Field trip. Who's <Norway>. coming? <laughs> Who's going to Norway with us? The Hunderfulsen. <laughs> Many of the rides and attractions are themed after or inspired <coughs> by Norwegian folktales by Peter Christian Asenbornsen and Jorgen No, Jorgen. Oh, Jorgen Mo. <laughs> I told you you were going to have to say the Norwegian names. This park um, is featured in an episode of the Netflix original series, Lily Hammer. That is what Brad is watching I right know. now. Season one, episode eight, titled Trolls. I wonder if he's watching it literally right now. <laughs> he just started it too. In the movie Troll, the Norwegian army tries to destroy the troll, which ravages Norway above the park without success. So, yeah, if you have been watching the Netflix original series... That is so funny. I just texted Brad to see what um, what season and episode he's on. Yeah. Lily he's at home, like, watching it right now. Lily Hammer. Oh, my God. Then you can possibly see this troll attraction. That is so awesome. I want to go back and watch it now. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's so random. I know. See how, like, the universe works. Uh, trolls have also been featured in Nordic literature, art, and music during the 1800s. One of the most famous was Theodore Kittelsen's 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 Fairy Tale Illusions. Hendrik, uh, oh my gosh, uh, yeah. Ibsen, Ibsen's. I can't say the, these names. Theodore Kill, Kill, <laughs> Theodore Kittelsen's Fairy Tale Illustrations and. Henrik Ibsen's dramatic poem, Pure Giant from 1867, premiered February 24th, 1878. 1876. Oh, I can't read that far. <laughs> I don't have my glasses on. I can I can read, just not that far. <laughs> so it's Gint, right? Gint? Giant. Giant? Yeah. Giant. Pure Giant. Or it's Giant. 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 I'm saying Giant. Pure Giant is a five-act play in verse by the Norwegian dramatics Hendrik, how do you say his name again? Ibsen? Yeah, Ibsen. Ibsen. It is one of the most widely performed Norwegian plays. Pure Geint chronicles the journey of its title character from the Norwegian mountains to the North African desert and back. According to Klaus van Denberg, its origins are romantic, but the play also anticipates the fragmentations of emerging modernism. And the cinematic script blends poetry with social satire and realistic scenes with surreal, surreal ones. <laughs> Pierre Geint has also been described as a story of a life based on procrastination and avoidance. In the poem, the main character meets trolls and mythical beings in. This is another word. Devro Gubbins Hall. Devro Big. Devro Gubbins. Gubbins? Gubbins. Devro Gubbins Hall oh. inside of a mountain. The trolls have tails, and Pierre, Pierre will also get a tail if he does not leave the mountain but shun the daylight. This was the first time that trolls were depicted of having tails. Oh. In the poem, the trail the trolls are intelligent. 
As usually, they are depicted as being very stupid. The troll's message and uh, the theme of it is be true to yourself and to hell with the world. That's a good message. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I tried to look for like the poem itself, but then I realized that it's, it, it's, it says it's a poem, but it is a five act play. And you <laughs> can get a book on like Amazon or something. It's yeah. a really old book. And there's also um, uh, on YouTube, there are People who have done the play recent, like not recently, recently, but more recently. If yeah. you want to watch it, you can watch it. But it did premiere on February twenty fourth, eighteen seventy six. So it, it's um, obviously a remake. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are also old legends of Nokin. I don't know how to say this. Nokin. 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 Nuckin. Okay. Nuckin. <laughs> Nuckin, it means, it translates to the neck. So, Nuckin are invisible water spirits. This is where we get to the ocean. Oh, wow. Nuckins are invisible water spirits which live by the ocean and other waterways, including lakes and rivers. Nuckins are evil, and they're related to demons and people of the underworld. This, it's a troll, but it's, it's a like Nuckin a troll. It's type of troll. Yeah. This troll can shapeshift into a stunning gray horse <gasps> and often appears as a, han- as a handsome young man playing the fiddle to seduce young women. Wow. Yeah. I went, because in Frozen 2, remember it's, Elsa rides with the horse, but oh, it's a yeah. water horse. It's made of water. It's it, not a troll. But it could be a shapeshifting nope, because troll. because it wouldn't, it was, there's no, um matter to it there's no physical being it's just the water because the water is the one of the five elements oh yeah and we find out elsa is the fifth element sorry spoiler yeah yeah sorry spoiler alert (laughs) if you haven't seen but if you haven't seen frozen 2 sorry you should have already seen it (laughs) um so yeah he this troll can uh shapeshift into a stunning gray horse or a very attractive man playing the fiddle he will use an enchanting song and music to put a spell on his victims. This type of troll lives near the water edge, not necessarily in the ocean like a siren, because a siren also mm-hmm. uses music and and, yes. and song to lure. He all this troll. I keep saying he, but I'm a, because it says that he transforms in this troll transforms into a man. Didn't say this this troll could be female. So I don't know how there's just only males. Yeah, because I don't but, think I've ever seen a female troll other than, like, in movies and stuff. But I, trolls are usually depicted as, like, old, grumpy men. Yeah, it's male. So yeah. I just keep saying he, but when I say he, I mean troll, but it's the same. It's interchangeable. So he does lure humans and, and animals from the shore in from the shore into the ocean. It's usually after sunset or, like, wow. getting close to sunset. Because remember, they don't like the sun. Still, this one doesn't like the sun. Yeah. So it's after sunset. And then he will just drown them. Basically oh drown gosh. them, eat them. Like, it's just, that's it. Spooky. This Carnivore. T- oh, yeah. But this type of troll has targets. It targets babies, small children, and pregnant women. Probably for the baby blood. 
Right? And adrenochrome. It's just so creepy. This type of troll is very depressed and very lonely. And it understands it can never go to heaven. It, these legends came about when people would drown in the waters or commit suicide near the water or bad weather would cause like boats to crash or like mm -hmm. different things. Anything bad happened to the river it's, or it, yeah. uh, by the water it would be the trolls did it, blame it on the trolls. Yeah, and it was all associated with the neck, which is like the neck troll. It is thought these stories were to keep, one, to keep children out of the water's edge of like any water. Uh, it did talk about oceans a lot. That makes sense why it would, so it targets children because yeah. as like a, a, what's it called? A whatever, a warning story. Yeah, or like, pregnant women, maybe because the women are vulnerable, they're pregnant, so like to protect them, they're vulnerable, like, you know, you don't want to, they don't want the baby to get like, like don't go swimming, you're pregnant, the yeah. water neck will come and get you. Yeah, yeah. Like, even though it's totally fine to swim when you're pregnant. But up you know? until the, like, 60s, they didn't know that. Even when, when my grandma was pregnant, she was pregnant in, like, the 50s, mm -hmm. she was told, like, not to go swimming because you drowned the baby. Oh, this goes back to the 1800s. That's what I'm saying. Like, like even back 60, 70 years ago, they still believed that if you... You could take a shower and stuff, but if you went into submerged your body into a, a like water, like a pool or a lake, that you would drown your baby because water would get up in there and drown your baby. They didn't. It didn't realize that the baby's like, the, like in a sack of in water. In a sack of water. <laughs> yeah, they didn't realize that at the time. That is so weird. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So it is. It is thought that that's why these stories came about. Um, basically also to kind of make sense of unknown causes of drownings and death. Mm -hmm. Because they could easily say, oh, it, oh, was, it was the like, neck. Yeah. The neck came and the neck took them. Yeah. You know? So. You could probably get away with murder pretty easily then back then. Drown a person, throw them in the lake and be like, sorry, it was the trolls. It was the neck. Whoops. <laughs> so, um. Kind of like now we're gonna flip to um, Mexico, <laughs> so that's like the Scandinavian yeah. Norris and like kind of like the colder. Well, yeah, yeah, the like colder areas. Northern. Of trolls, yeah. Now we're going southern. Yeah, um, south of the equator. South of the equator, and I kind of just kind of transition over to um, information about my children. <laughs> so, over winter break, my children went exploring in Mexico. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so this is kind of like, because I thought about the cenotes. So, this yeah. is how it, another reason why it kind of came about. So, they traveled from Va Valladolid to Playa del Carmen in Mexico, and they spent a week exploring Mayan ruins, the jungle. They saw monkeys, deers, raccoons, and they explored the cenotes, or caves, they went scuba diving, coral reefs in the Caribbean Sea, and um, there is a lot of cenotes or caves in this area of Mexico, and a little bit about it is... Um, I wonder if there's so many caves in Mexico because it's untouched. We're here. Like, maybe there used to be a cave here, but they've bulldozed everything down. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so built up. Well, yeah. I mean, like, the area they were, there was, like, it was built up, but then the, a lot was of like it wasn't. Because it's stuff. a lot of jungle. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of jungle. Because you think about it, and, like, even, like, everywhere, there's there seems to be caves everywhere. Like, even if, even in the hills, like, right over there, there's, like, caves and stuff, you know? Yeah, so where they were located was in... Um, 
the state of Yucatan, Mexico, and the eastern part of Yuc- the Yucatan Palencia. Peninsula. 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 No, that's not how you say it. It's I like know. A, it's a peninsula. Peninsula. <laughs> I'm like, no, stop trying. It's getting worse. <laughs> Having a podcast and like a speech impediment, just like, it's, it's not working. It's not working out. Okay. So, um, the area that they were in was founded in 1548 by Francisco del Montio, and it was one of the which was one of the Spanish conquistadors. Um, there's many cenotes all around the all around there. They are natural sinkholes or swimming holes formed by the collapse of cave systems. Ooh. And then cenotes are popular for swimming and exploring. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they are also, it's a, also an ancient city known for the Mayan culture. So where they went there, they saw a lot of, like, they didn't see the Mayan, I guess they're pyramids, but they're like the ruins. Yeah. I would say ruins. So they didn't see the big Mayan pyramid? I thought they saw the big No, they did, but I don't know if it's a pyramid. I guess it's a pyramid. Yeah, it is. It's a huge-ass pyramid. Yeah, it is a pyramid, right? Definitely. Yeah, so there's pyramids all over the world. Yeah, which is so interesting that... That's a whole different... Just continue. That's a whole different story. They went into cenotes. They went swimming in the water. They, I mean, they did the whole deal. Um, A little bit about Playa del Carmen. It is situated along the... Caribbean Sea in the Riviera. Um, it also is a Maya region of Mexico, and it is also part of the Yucatan Peninsula. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I, I had a lot of information about Playa del Carmen, but it doesn't really matter, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just it's just the area that they were in. Um, so when they went there and they told me about the cenotes. I started, I think that's what kind of, I only bring that up is because I think I started talking to people about, oh, they went to the cenotes. And then oh, that's when that's people how, how, okay. started telling me their stories about these devil cave trolls in yeah. Mexico. And in Mexico, they definitely believe that they're demons. Wow. So it's totally different from the Norris and Scandinavian take on it. Uh-huh. Um, they do believe in a Mexico, um, they do believe that there's giant trolls. Um, definitely. I'm going to post a video of a giant troll that was just spotted in Mexico just in this past week um, that I found on TikTok and I'll source it. But um, I asked my children, like, oh, did you feel anything weird? Did you see anything? They did not. So they did not see anything weird. But in Mexico and Central America, specifically in in El Salvador, they have very similar legends of trolls who live in caves and forests. They don't have any stories about them living by rivers or water there. It's specifically in the caves and the forests. So it's a little bit different, but it's similar. Um, A few of the counters, which I have been told personally, are what I'm going to discuss now. So we're going to travel to the Devil's Cave in Mazatlan, Mexico. Uh, It is one of the most visited tourist attractions in Mazatlan due to the mystery of the cave, which is also known as Cueva del Diablo, which basically means the Devil's Cave. (laughs) Cave of the Devil. Cave of the Devil. 
The Devil's Cave is situated on the cliffs overlooking the Pacific Ocean. It is famous for its stunning views. I mean, obviously, it's situated in a very beautiful, picturesque, mm-hmm. picturesque place. Matsalan is known for being very so pretty, um, pretty and it's a, a big tourist attraction. Not itself. that I've ever been there. Like, no, well, I've heard. No, it's so pretty. Yeah. I used to work for a dentist, and they used to go to Matsalan all the time for, like, um, family, like, vacations and stuff. So yeah. it's definitely, like, a place that a lot of people do like to travel to. Um, and Devil's Cave is one of kind of like a tourist attraction. Uh-huh. Um, it is famous. It's a famous cave. People have been exploring it for over 200 years. Wow. And um, it was actually formed thousands of years ago. It is a, a huge rock formation. And I'm going to try to say the name. It's Selicite. And stalagmites. Stalagmites. Stalagmites um, is like what it is formed. You can, it does have an open chain, chamber that you can explore and you can go into the cave. Um, the legend, there are legends and tales of this cave. The locals claim that there are little, what, and this is a quote that someone told me little double troll spirits which live in the clay in the cave they are like a ghost but they will suddenly appear and follow you home if you were open to them oh no they are not giants as some of the other troll legends they are more like a small children and they are evil and they will trick you and they will scare you while visiting, people have reported a very uneasy feeling exploring the Devil's Cave, and they have thought that they have seen these little trolls run by suddenly and disappear. I feel like no matter what, no matter what cave I would be exploring, I have an uneasy feeling. That's like going into an <laughs> abandoned house and then being like, everyone says they have an uneasy feeling. Well, yeah, you're in a fucking abandoned house. I have e- an uneasy feeling of walking down the road in the middle of the night, too. If it's yeah. all like down a back alley, it doesn't mean it's haunted. Yeah. I just think it's funny when, oh, everybody reports that they have an uneasy feeling. Well, yeah, you're in the fucking cave. Why would you not have an uneasy feeling? I would be concerned if you didn't have an uneasy feeling. Well, these little trolls, they not only run by and then, like, suddenly they'll disappear. They'll tease the visitors, throw rocks at them, make noises at them to try to scare them. The locals are so worried about these trolls in this area that live nearby and ones that visit and they go home they leave offerings outside of their homes oh wow that's smart that way they'll be like okay here's some something and then you can have it and just leave me alone now after they visit it that's smart yeah so they will leave (sighs) that's really smart we should probably do that if you go to any place (laughs) like that is haunted or anything Maybe maybe put some crucifixes outside of our door if we go to a haunted house. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just spitballing here. but Yeah, I know. We need to protect ourselves. So they will leave plates of food, including different uh, types of fruits, breads, and they leave coins. Oh. Coins. Money. So the, tro- the trolls will not enter their homes. That's awesome. They have been thought to steal food and money from the locals and haunt the homes if the offerings are not provided. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So there are some other um, 
uh, what is the word? Legends and Tales. Yeah. There's also, and this is also uh, all associated with the Devil's Cave, Pirate's Treasure. Ooh. Some legends suggest that pirates once used this cave to safeguard their hidden treasures and that explorers had gone there looking for pirates' treasure in the past and then they had said, oh no, it's like, it's, it's a devil cave. It's haunt like to deter people from going yeah. there looking for the pirates' treasure. Um, so it was kind of like, they're saying it turned into like a myth like, so people wouldn't look for the treasure. But whether Do you think or not that's how it got its name. I don't know whether or not treasure was ever found. I don't know. I, I tried to look up more information, but I wasn't. It was unconclu- inconclusive. I wasn't able to see if there really was. Are you going to talk about how it got its name? I just googled a quick Google of like how did Devil's Cave get its name in Mazatlan? So are you going to talk about that at all? Um, I don't know. Possibly. Okay. Well, I'm then I'll sure. I'll do it at the very end. Then I'll just read what it says real okay. quick. So, uh, another tale is The Devil's Release. Another tale uh, recounts that during construction work near the heel, hill of Neveria, Neveria? Sure, Neveria. Neveria, workers claim to hear the devil's eerie sounds emanating from within the cave. Spooky. So, that's another reason why they thought it was the devil's cave. Yeah. It's because they would hear, like, these sounds. Um, there's also been curious disappearances. Um, curious people who have gone to the cave have just vanished without a trace. So of there's people that have. have gone there and they've, I don't know if they got lost or injured or whatever, or they just, the devil troll got them. <laughs> um, there's also been supposed prisoners of the cave. Um, grandparents who have like lived there forever and it's like kind of like they put it down to the youngins whisper that those who dare to enter become prisoners until the next day emerging frightened and smelling of sulfur wow. um there's also been a carnival night incident on a carnival night two individuals urgently were like looking for a restroom so they went into the cave to like relieve themselves and they were like never seen again so they don't know what happened to them like they disappeared in the cave um on a historical side, documents regarding the Devil's Cave revealed that the cave once served as a dynamite deposit during the extraction of mi- minerals from the Cerro de, de la, la Navera for constructing the Olas o- Atlas Jetty. The cave emitted a distinctive sulfur smell, leading to the ominous um, moniker La. La Cueva del Diablo. Yeah, so that's, so that's how, how they got the name from what so, I found. So what did you find? So, well, that's interesting that both would have sulfur. So that means that there's something in the ground that's emitting that is sulfuric for everybody to be smelling that. And maybe so, that's why if the sulfur is getting to them, maybe they think they see shit because they're hallucinating because the sulfur is <gasps> fucking with them. We unlocked the devil's cave, guys. <laughs> I don't know. What did you find there? Well, now I want to see if sulfur can um can make you hallucinate maybe make hallucinations well can it like just kill you if you have too much sulfur Uh, and my mom was allergic that's all i know about it i don't know anything else about it i don't know um no it's low in toxic toxicity to people ingesting too much may cause a burning sensation or diarrhea 
um, and breathing it can just irritate the airways. So, um, okay, so good, good thing though. You you were doing you had you were on the good track. I thought it just maybe all went to shit. <laughs> Don't worry, I fixed it. So um, so what I found, which is just it was the first thing that popped up, and it's from Wikipedia, which is not where we source our shit. So. But it just says the cave's name is derived from a dark streak in the rocks outside the cave's entrance. Legend tells the mark was left by Lucifer as he was fleeing an image of St. Bartholomew in 1737. Bartholomew Arzans de Orsuaivele described the ravine and its demonic presence well that goes with demonic they believe it's more demonic and then um another thing that i saw and i don't know where i saw it from but another thing said that um animals kept like disappearing near the cave Mm. and um then they when they finally explored the cave they like like not animals just like random animals but like farm animals you know oh yeah so they're like like accounted yeah they're like accounted for animals not just like a monkey fell in or some shit Mm -hmm. um and they, so they were like, oh no, it's the devil's cave is doing it. And then they finally explored the whole caves and the whole cave system. And they found all of the animals dead, but it's because they fell in through a hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they fell and they died. Yeah. Okay. I just, and that, I don't know where I even saw that from. I just saw it like while I was just scrolling, scrolling right now while you've been talking about it. I've like everything that she does, I'm like, oh let me see a picture of it. Let me see yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I keep I, um I keep like Googling everything while she's talking. Um but what else I thought was interesting, I'm so visual so I have to like see all that. But everything else so the devil's cave, like the entrance of it, is spooky. It has a red gate yeah. with a devil face on it and it says Diablo at the top. And so there's other ways to get in it I can see. And then, um, and then they painted a double the pa- like on on one of the side walls in the back. Uh, yeah, and then there's like um, on the the gate is painted red, and there's a lock on it, and there's a pitchfork above it, and um, you can like open it, I guess, with the lock. But yeah, it's it's like a gate, like a wrought iron gate. Mm-hmm. That's super spooky. Yeah, we'll post a picture of what the entrance looks like. Yeah. But you can actually go in it and tour it. I don't know how they. You know do what? It. I'm just looking at this. These are two different. Entrances. There's this entrance, and then there's this entrance, and there there's two different entrances, mm-hmm. and they are both um, they're both uh, wrought iron gated like shut. There's two different gates leading to it, and then there's other ways to get in through waterway and stuff that I'm looking at. But this is Heather's episode, so I didn't really Google. I didn't I didn't research it until right now. So yeah, I didn't research all of that. I just was like kind of doing general thing about yeah. caves. I just like this is just what's getting me interested while you're but talking about it. But the thing is, it. is the reason why I brought up the Mazatlan is because this is one of the ones that someone specifically told me about that they um, went to it or they were their family member went to it or something. Oh, cool. It was like one of their family members went. So that's why I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. So then we talk about El Salvador. So uh, in El Salvador, there's extremely similar stories to the Mazatlan story. And um, this I personally was told by um, a neighbor of mine who actually lives part in El Salvador and part in San Diego. So a little bit about El Salvador, not much, but it is a small country located in Central America. It is bordered by Honduras to the northeast and Guatemala to the northwest and the Pacific Ocean to the south. Um, There is approximately 6.5 million people 
that live in El Salvador and their currency is the US dollar. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. US dollar is their current currency. How funny. I would think it would be like a peso or something. No, but they're not part of Mexico. They're they're Central America. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. Or like yeah. Huh. Yeah, and they did experience the civil war from nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety two characterized between government um, conflict between the leftist guerrilla groups and the war had a significant social and economic impact on the country. So a little bit about the country is that they have a lot of volcanoes. So they, they're, the way that, and this, which is this going back to, um, the troll circling back to the trolls. Yeah. So they have a lot of jungle. They have a lot of mountains. Everything it's very they green. like. Yeah. They have coast also Pacific coast. Uh huh. Um and they're they have a lot of volcanoes. They're like known for volcanoes and they have a lot of earthquakes there. Okay. So yeah, that's just I think kind that I've of heard like of El Salvador earthquakes. Yeah, how they are like demo not demographically geolog geological. Yeah. Geological. So, in El Salvador, they believe that trolls inhabit the jungle and caves, similar as in Mexico. Um, they also believe that these are devilish, ghostly creatures, and they will attack and kill you. Wow. So, they believe not just they're going to haunt you and follow you, they're going to attack you and they're going to kill you. Like, their That's main insane. purpose is killing you, not to eat you. They're going to kill you because they're demons. And it's a demonic... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they I can. Knew, I knew trolls were like evil, but I didn't think they were so like. No, in El Salvador, they're evil. like the most evil. <laughs> yeah. Like it goes from like. Like kinda, they're just as like you get killing lower, for, They're like. They're just killing for sport at this point. Well, they're just devils. Yeah. They're, they're part of the underworld, and they can shape shift into small animals like dogs and trick you. So you might see like a cute little dog, and you go to pet it because and you're then like, it's like oh, and it kills you. Um, they're also known to become giant. So they're not just little. They can be little because they shapeshift. They can be little. They can be giant. And, um, like, giant as in, like, freaking two stories. Like, giant, giant. Like, mm -hmm. the, like, you're playing a video game and you have to kill the boss yeah, giant. Yeah. Like, they believe they're like that. Like, wow. enormous. And again, their That's crazy. whole goal is just to destroy you and kill you. People in El Salvador have also seen them around many volcanoes and believe that these are actually ancient beings who have been on Earth for thousands of years. Like, that they're still here. Like, it's not mythical. It's not, like, even though it's a demon, it's like, um, they do believe they're demonic, but they also believe that they're, like, just part of the Earth. Like, they're just uh, another species. Yeah. But they're, they're like, a there. demonic species, but they're, like, almost like some people believe Sasquatch is, like, an animal that lives yeah. in the forest, like a humanoid animal. Kind of like that. Yeah. They do believe that they prefer to remain in solitude and in isolation. <coughs> and it's not like they're seeking to go out and kill and destroy, like, on a rampage. Mm -hmm. But because of the growing populations have pushed some trolls out of hiding and they feel threatened by the presence of humans. Humans are thought to be the descendants of God and the children of God. Again, it goes back to Christianity. And the trolls despise 
anything that has to do with the Christians because they're demons and they're from the underworld. That makes sense. And they hate the smell of Christian blood. Again. It's not just children, though, in El Salvador. It's it's just Christian blood. Um, So that's my El Salvador, and that comes from a neighbor who he is El Salvadorian. And, um, like, there's a whole... I know, like, probably 14 people that live in El Salvador. Wow. Like, half and half. And I've had numerous people tell me similar accounts. They also will put offerings out of their house, too, just like in Mexico. Oh, okay. They do that as well. They'll put offerings. I mean, honestly, like, why not? Like, just in case, even if they're, whether you believe or not or whatever, like, just get, have all your bases covered, right? Like, <laughs> Have your bases covered just in case, yeah. Um, and then we get into, like, kind of more pop culture. This is, like, the end of it. Just, I don't know, I'm trying to, like, tie it into, like, modern day, I guess. Even yeah. though Even though these stories are, like, accounts that are, they're modern. Like, these are things that... That are still happening, yeah. Yeah, like within the past, in December I was told this stuff. Yeah. In December 2023. I mean, it's old tales that have been happening the whole time. Well, the the stuff I just talked about happened just recently in December. Yeah. Like the El Salvador stuff was just in December. That's crazy. Like that was very recent. So in pop culture, if you remember there was a movie called Labyrinth. Yes. So, Labyrinth, it came out in 1986. It was a music fantasy filmed by, uh, filmed and directed by Jim Jim Henson with George Lucas as the executive producer. It was based on the conceptual designs of Brian Froud. The film was written by Terry Jones, and many of its characters were played by puppets produced by Jen, uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop. The film stars Jennifer Connelly as a 16-year-old Sarah and David Bowie as Jareth, the Goblin King. In Labyrinth, Sarah embarks on a quest to reach the center of an enormous otherworldly maze to rescue her infant half-brother Toby, whom she wished to aid Jareth, the Goblin King. And that is 100% from Wikipedia, just so you know. Like, <laughs> I, I just wanted, like, the basis, like, synop- the synopsis of, of the, the story. Movie, so that's just 100%. Um, but my whole point of bringing that up and reminding people of that movie is although they are goblin creatures in the movie, they are depicted of how trolls are described in many cultures around the world. So when you watch that movie... Mm-hmm. To me, it kind of puts it into pop culture perspective of, like, trolls and all the different little creatures they had in there. They are, like, little... I never saw the movie. You never saw the movie? No, it's one of those movies that, like, I feel stupid for never seeing. Never seen Top Gun. Like, that's on my list. It's on the same list of movies that I have to see. You're like, oh, well, then never mind. We're not going to talk about this. I'm sure that they all have. (laughs) A million other people, everyone else in the world has definitely seen this movie. It's just me. Well, the thing about Labyrinth now, when I watch it as an adult, it's kind of creepy because it's basically, like, this 16-year-old girl who is being... She's looking for her brother, Toby, who she cast away. Mm-hmm. She made a wish. Like, I wish, like, you would just... Because she was babysitting him, and he was just crying a lot and being annoying. So, the beginning of the movie is her babysitting him. Yeah. He's crying. He's being annoying because he's a little baby. She's 16. She can't deal with it. So, she's basically like, I wish... Whatever her wish was. Like, I wish the Goblin King would just take you away. 
So then the goblins come, which look like little trolls to me is where I tied it together. And then they take the baby. And then she has to go to this world. Mm-hmm. And she has to go through this maze. And she has to get to the baby to rescue the baby from the goblin king, which is David Bowie. Uh-huh. And David Bowie is like, when you watch it now, it's just like a weird pedophile creep movie where he's like this grown man and he just he like falls in love with her and she's like 16 but like she looks even younger yeah and it's just creepy because i watch it now as an adult and i'm just that's like that's weird Ew. like he's you know totally curving on her i don't like it but all the little creatures in the movie remind me of little trolls, how these different trolls were depicted. Yeah. That's the only reason why I mention it. But Well, so you, what that kind of reminds me of, just the movie synopsis, is um, it, there was an old movie, um, Disney movie, <laughs> of course. It was uh, one of those Disney original movies, so it was only aired on TV. And um, it was came out in like 98, 99, around that time. And it was called Don't Look Under Your Bed. Mm. And it showed, like, the monsters under your bed, but there was, like, a whole world under there, and a sister had to go in and save her little brother and go to this whole world of, like, the monsters under the bed. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, just, like, the same thing. They yeah. probably stole the idea. Yeah. Just, it's, it's there not There was also as, a uh, movie called Monsters with yeah, I Fred think, Savage. Yeah, I was thinking of that, too. I used to love that movie, and, too. So, so the Don't Look Under Your Bed is almost, like, I feel like a mix between monsters and... And what you're saying, Labyrinth is. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm making too much of it, but it was just looking back now as an adult watching it, the way he, like, obsesses about Jennifer Connelly's character. Oh, well, in and real life. See, it looks like little trolls. Yeah. See, that's I'm supposed Googling to be the a, movie. Yeah, yeah that's totally the little trolls. But you know what? In David, in the movie's defense, David Bowie is a fucking goblin. He doesn't, ha- he's a monster. He doesn't have an age. Yeah, he's the Goblin King. Right? So he's not... But see how she's looking at the images of the Labyrinth like still puppets images, and stuff. yeah, yeah. So to me, I'm like, that looks like little trolls. What is Pan's Labyrinth? Oh, my Pan's gosh. Pan's Labyrinth is a really good movie. Is that about Peter Pan? No, Oh, I was hoping that it was Peter Pan's, like, into his, like, weird world. Another good one is um, Legend. Legend, and I'm in a whole rabbit hole yeah. of this shit. So, I need to get off the, no, the no, computer. No, no, you should all watch Labyrinth. You should watch Pan's Labyrinth, and you should watch Legend. Legend. Yeah. Oh, the 2015 movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it, no, 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 no. It's not 2015. This one. This yes. one sounds right. Okay. It's from what year is that from? Um, it is from two. I have no idea, but it it's lo- like oh, 19- it's a movie. It's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. And, movie. Yeah, Tom Just Cruise. Just get the is Tom Cruise it. movie. It's from the eighties and it has unicorns in it. It's weird. It's I, really weird. These are the yeah. movies I grew up with. I do really like. No wonder them. you're so fucking weird. It's all <laughs> making sense. <laughs> yeah. My God. Those okay, were like some well, of my favorite movies growing up. How when I was fun! A kid. All right, well, let's get off this and let's. Um, Yeah, so thank you so much for listening to our episode today all about trolls. And let us know if you've ever seen a troll in a cave or a forest or by a volcano. I definitely have never seen trolls. I've never... um, I've seen anything shapeshift. Like, I've never... I didn't really realize that it was still... Like, we have Bigfoot here, so Bigfoot's like a thing here. Yeah. But I never... And unicorns are fun to think about. But I never knew that people actually thought that trolls were real. So... (laughs) 
Okay, well, anyways, um, thank you guys so much for listening, and don't forget to like, share, subscribe, yes. and email us at conspiraciesunlocked at gmail.com, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you. Thank bye. You, bye.